He was the 1991 state champion in Nintendo. Ready, down, hut, hut, hut. It's the Great Scott Show with Scott Prather on ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Welcome back into the Great Scott Show. Yes, I was a champion in Nintendo. Uh, I was better at playing football uh, with a small little Nintendo remote than I was on the field. Our next guest, probably better at it on the field, former Sunbelt Conference Player of the Year, but the head coach of Louisiana's Raging Cajuns. Week one is here. It's game week, and uh, he'll join us throughout the season on Mondays. Head coach Michael Desimo, who, by the way, also will have a number of uh, Louisiana football live shows at Pete's, including the first one tonight from 6 to 7. Get out there. Uh, Jay Walker host. Uh, we air it on our airwaves, but it's always great to be there in uh, in person if you can make it. And um, so listen live here, 103.3 FM, 1420 AM, or on the stream. But uh, Coach Desimo, of course, joining me right now. Good morning, Coach. So uh, when you wake up on a Monday of game week, does it does it feel a little different, or is it just business as usual? Yeah, no, it's a little easier to get up and get out of bed. You know, there's a... There's a lot of stuff ahead of you, you know, um, on game week, especially on a Monday. So, you know, you got to get up and get after it. Do you, um, when it comes to, to Mondays, I know like during a typical game week, that might be when the players are off. What it, What is a typical Monday look like for the coaches during game week? So mon- Monday is one of the, the busier days, uh, you know, for the coaches. Uh, so, that's really our big game plan day. Um, so we get in in the morning on Mondays. Whenever we come in, we'll kind of start getting to it. We'll split it up, offense and defense, um, and we'll start doing uh, basically like our opponent questions and and things like that. So kind of, you know, basically we have a list of questions that we ask offensively and defensively about the other team, kind of what they do and kind of their uh, – I guess who they are in a nutshell a little bit. Um, and we kind of get on the same page with that, talk about the personnel, um, things like that, kind of almost like a, a briefing a little bit. Um, and then after that, we start working um, on our game plan areas, uh, normal downs, you know, just watching first and second downs in the open field uh, by formation, kind of go through, break it down, get some thoughts down, some ideas on what we like and kind of who they are and what we think fits what we do against them. Um and then, you know, Mondays we have to get the game, uh, our special teams game plan down. So at some point Monday evening we have a meeting about special teams and kind of what our plan is, how we're going to attack it, um, you know. And then after uh, after that meeting, usually we get back together uh, offensively and defensively and kind of keep watching tape until, you know, kind of until we, we hit a point where we feel pretty good about it. Uh, you know, one thing that uh, Coach Napier brought here that I, that I, that we're going to keep uh, certainly that I thought was awesome was on Monday nights. That was um, he'd give us about an hour and a half off for family dinner on Monday nights, and that was something. It was a way to, you know, on a typically a very long day that you're in the office all day, it was a way for us to actually get to spend some time with the family in the evening, and uh, that was something that I thought was really cool and uh, certainly very considerate of him to do for us. So that's something that we'll keep in place. So. A little bit of family time in there um, on a day that's otherwise pretty uh, chock full of football. You know, uh, you mentioned starting the game plan. Um, what, what at this point, obviously, there's you're going to look at it more. But what impresses you about Southeastern? Well, we've done a lot of game plan on them already. You know, them being the first opponent, um, 
you know, I mean, they're, they're schematically, they're really good. You know, they're, uh, they're coaches. You can tell they're well coached. Their kids know where to be. Um, you know, I think when you start with their defense, you know, they're deep up front. You know, for an FCS school, typically they don't have much depth. These guys have a lot of depth, you know, and on their D-line, um, they roll, you know, three deep, you know, in that uh, defensive line group. So that that's that's very unique and it's impressive. Um, you know, at linebacker, they're returning uh, two of the three linebackers. Both of them are really good players. Um, you know, the outside linebacker is a big, good, long, big, long, good-looking kid, plays really good out there. Um and then the other guy who's coming back inside, number 46, he's played a lot of ball for him. He was kind of a co-starter last year. Um, you know, on the back end, they've got two All-American candidates at corner. So, you know, I mean, they've got a really good defense. Um, offensively, you know, certainly they've uh, they lose Cole Kelly, um, which, you know, I think everybody everybody in our building, I know, is certainly happy about that. Uh, but, you know, they're bringing back – the guy they're bringing back is actually a transfer from South Alabama who started games at South Alabama. So, he's a good player. He's a good athlete. Um, you know, they uh, – good back. Some really good receivers. Last year they spread the ball around. You know, one of them is an All-American uh, kickoff returner. Um, so, you know, they, they've got good pieces. And, I mean, you know, Coach Selfa, I've been knowing him forever and – you know, a lot of respect for him, what he's done in his career, and certainly what he's done recently at Southeastern. Um, you know, I feel like they always, you know, I, I say this all the time, you know, they followed that model that uh, that McNeese had for years, you know, when Coach Vietor and those guys were there, and that Nichols started when Coach Rebo got there. They signed some of the best high school football players in Louisiana. You know, the guys that might be too small, right, might be whatever, you know, this or that. Um, if they're good players, they just sign them and then they kind of, you know, build a really solid roster that way. And then they go out there and they got kids that play really hard. And, you know, I mean, you watch Southeastern, you just go back, you know, in 17, they came over here and we squeaked one out by three. A couple of years ago, they went to UL Monroe. It was the same deal last year at La Tech. You know, they, La Tech beat them by three. I mean, these guys, they, they're going to come out and they're going to play. And, um, you know, I think they're well coached and I think they've got good pieces too. Uh, Coach Michael Desmar, guest, ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. I want to focus in on one player for a moment, Coach. You talk about players that maybe get overlooked because of attributes that you would see on a sheet of paper, right? Size, weight, whatever, but really good football player. It's still, <laughs> it's still something to me that that Eric Gare ended up at UL. You know, didn't get an mm-hmm. offer from South Al. He's from Mobile, played at McGill uh, because he's just. I remember his freshman year when he was making noise. People were like this guy actually, you know, in the sophomore, he's probably going to play this year. He might be starting. And even even folks at UL, I guess, to cover the team, I don't want to say surprise, but it wasn't. You know, he didn't have this big flash as far as the signing goes. And then he's making an impact right out of the gate. And then of course he's good on special teams. I mean, all around, he's one of your best and most experienced players. And I've talked to him many times and. You know, I asked him a question, I guess, a few weeks ago when we had media day. I was like, is there like a small part of you that appreciates that, you know, God gave you this height? I mean, I'm acting like he's small. He's bigger than me. I mean, I'm not a big guy, but that kind of makes you appreciate it because it it, it almost drives you to work that much harder because people are, you know, constantly doubting you. And he said, he said, absolutely. You know, he said, that, that chip on my shoulder is always there because of that. So we, I think... I think fans and, and those of us in the media, we've seen what he does on the field, but 
What tell us something else about Eric Gare, maybe in the locker room, off the field, in terms of how important of a piece he is for this Rage of Cajun football team. You know, Eric's a guy who's always handled his business. You know, from the time he got here, he's always been really mature and, and really has always handled his business the way you're supposed to. Um, you know, what I've seen from him that, that I love, you know, is when you talk about his size and his stature, he's not scared to to get in there and say what needs to be said. Obviously, physically, he'll mix it up. You know, I mean, y'all have all seen him play. Um, but as a leader, you know, he'll tell whoever, whenever, wherever, you know, what's right and what's wrong. And, um, you know, he's not a loud guy, you know, he's not, he's not one of those guys, but he'll, if something needs to be addressed, he'll address it. And, um, and I, I'm, I've been so really, I, I guess almost surprised. I mean, I've known Eric really well, you know I mean? Even though we're on different sides of the ball, I felt like I always had a good relationship with him. Um, but you never really know until you kind of, you know, we kind of thrust him a little bit into that, that leadership role and said, Hey man, like, you know, you've done enough over here where it's time for you to, and man, he has, has really, he's owned it and done a great job and his peers respect him. Um, you know, I mean, we, we talk about it as, as a, as a team, you know, as, as an organization. I mean, we're all kind of, you know, chip on our shoulder type of guys, you know, I mean, that's what makes us tick a little bit. And, and I think Eric is a great representation of that because, you know, Certainly, he's got a lot of things that have motivated him throughout his career, and um, you know he carries that chip with him, and he, you know, he, he embodies kind of that that type of mindset a little bit, and I love it. I mean, shoot, I, you know, that's always been one of the best motivators for me is you know is doubt and things like that, and you know I I love that we got a bunch of guys that are like that on our team. You mentioned that ship and the team having that. I know in, in talking to coaches over the years that. You always want to be guarded against hype or, or or accolades, particularly preseason accolades, but even when you start to have success. And, you know, I've talked to, I guess I was talking to Andre Jones last month. I was like, does the 13 straight wins ever get brought up? He's like, honestly, no, we haven't really talked about it at all. So I guess my question, Coach Desimo, is, is there a flip side to it where you don't really talk about, hey, we've won 13 in a row, but maybe – do you use something of, look, we've had a lot of success here. We're not ranked. No one's talking about us. Do you kind of use the the flip side of that maybe, or does that ship just kind of come naturally with the kind of players you have on your team, if that question makes sense? Well, you know, I mean, I think it does come naturally, but, but yeah, we use it. Absolutely, we use it. Um, I mean, there's not a whole lot for us to, to feel like people have been patting us on the back about, to be honest with you, in the off season, you know, um, all that they've talked about is the players that have left. All they've talked about is, you know, who's not here instead of who is here. You know, um, the coaches poll, we get picked to finish first in the West, but then hardly any of our kids get picked on the all-conference team. Yeah, um, It just kind of shows you that it was somewhat of just a, hey, they won last year, we'll just put them there type of thing. Um, so, you know, I think for us, for a team that naturally we are a little bit, you know, kind of have that chip. Um, the things that have happened in this off season, I think have just made it easier, you know, for us to, to stay focused and to stay honed in on what's going on. And I mean, um, you know, it's never really hard for this group to get fired up, but uh, the things that have happened, you know, throughout this off season, I think certainly are going to help us. Coach on the, um, 
offensive side of things. I know last week a lot of the focus was the announcement of who would start a quarterback, and um, you know you answered questions about it. Uh, I talked to Chandler Fields on the show; really enjoyed that conversation. But my my question to you is how have how have each of them responded? Both Chandler Fields and Ben Woldridge. Now that you're you're over a week into it, and you're in game week, and I know reps are a little different now once you've announced the starter. They've both done a great job. I mean, I actually I ran into both. I mean, I saw both of them this morning. You know, ran into Ben this morning before seven. Just saw Chandler walking up. You know, from the parking lot. So um, they've just continued business as usual um, in here, preparing, getting ready to go. And you know, it's really truthfully, it's it's what I expected from them. Um, you know, I think for Chandler, it's it's finally the realization that hey, you know, I mean, this is something I've worked for for three years. It's finally here. And then for Ben, you know, I mean, Ben, Ben's a pro. I mean, he, he has the wherewithal to understand, like, hey, it's a long season. Um, a lot of things can happen, you know, between now and the end of it. I'm going to be prepared for if my team needs me, I'm going to be ready to go out and go play really well. And, um, you know, th- those guys are just they're, – they're just – they competed really well throughout this entire thing. Um, you know, sometimes people always ask about, like, what's that, what's that like? What's the – you know, what's the room like? Is there – there's never been any friction in the room. I mean, they just, those guys are just, they've handled it all the way you want. And it's hard when you're, you know, they're still young men, right? You know I mean? They're, they're barely in their twenties and they're still figuring out. I mean, that, that's hard um, to manage all that. And they've done it really well. And, uh, you know, I, I couldn't be more proud of, of both of them, you know? And, and like I said, from the beginning, I mean, I've just got a ton of respect for both of them and, and the way that they've handled it since the announcement has been made. It just, even more so, I feel that way. Well, I'm sure it also helps to have a head coach that has some insight into it. You having gone through it, and you know Jerry Bab and yourself still being very close. I think you were in each other's weddings. You mentioned that, so yeah. it's it's you can this idea that you can't be competitive and friendly when it comes to your own team. I think in today's age, I think you have to be right because that's what you need in a locker room. Um, you want to make each other better. But you want to lift each other up, and I think that fine line between competition and, um, you know, there, there's there's a balance to it all. I guess is what I'm saying, Coach. And I, I would imagine you having having had to have navigated those waters back when you played, being as competitive as you are. I'm sure it it, it helps having insight into maybe what those guys were going through and currently are as well. Well, I mean, I, you know, I, I think it kind of helps whenever someone can tell you, you know, they've been there before, but it. You know, it's certainly still something that you have to go through individually and personally. And um, I mean, it's, it's it's not easy. You know what I mean? Like quarterback's such a tough position because you know, I mean, let's say that you're, let's say you come out second in the in the running back battle. Well, you know, all right, you know, we're, we're gonna run one of them out there. But I mean, shoot, we're gonna play two or three or four. You know what I mean? You're gonna get to play. You're gonna get plenty of time. You know, quarterback. It's like, you know, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it sucks. You know, you come out second in a, in a close battle and, and one that you really worked hard for. And, all right, well, you know, some places you don't get to play at all. You know, we're, we're going to do it in a way that I think is fair to both of them where Ben Duck gets to play a little bit every game. I think that's the right way to do it. Um, but it's still tough, you know, and I think you go through a lot of personal emotions. And, you know, the thing for Ben, Ben's been through this before, uh, you know, when he was at his last school he had a quarterback competition. And I think one that he felt like he competed really well in and, and, and felt like he was could have went out there and been the guy and didn't get it. And 
you know, then he came here to have an opportunity to compete. And uh, so, you know, going through that is, I mean, that's that's hard. You know, I mean, you you gotta you gotta deal with it in your own way. And, and you know, and I'm just like I said, I, I just the way that those guys have responded to me is just it's it's the way that you hope they'd respond for sure. Um, but they've done it the right way, and they they've been they they've been nothing but uh they've been a model of what it's supposed to look like to be a great teammate. ESPN Lafayette, the best ticket in sports. Coach Michael Desimo on with me. I'm Scott Prather. Last thing on on that, Coach, um, as you noted last week and as you noted just a minute ago, uh, Ben Woldrich, you know, will play still uh, a little bit. Specifically, what I know in, in talking to Coach Leger last week, he said it hadn't been really mapped out yet, but but there would be a plan in place. Um, do you guys have some specificity as far as what that might look like? Um, I mean, I know in my in my head kind of what I'm thinking, what I'm leaning towards. I mean, I don't I don't want to necessarily maybe go out there and say something. They say, "Well, you said this." I mean, I, you know, I don't want to get into that. Yeah, um, fair enough. But uh, but yeah, no, I mean, certainly, I mean, it's going to be scripted. It's going to be something that it's like, okay, you know, whatever, you know, maybe it's every whatever possessions or maybe whatever drive, you know, we're, we're going to have it something that's scripted out and then it'll be, you know, whether Chandler's playing great or, or, or not playing or, or not playing up to his standard at that point, it's not going to be about that. It's going to be about getting Ben in there um, because he deserves to play. And, um, you know, we did that, you know, in 2018 with Levi and I thought it worked out really well, you know, and, uh, Levi played really well early in the year, so we continue to do it all year. And that's kind of, you know, and I talked to Ben about that. I was like, look, you know, you got to go out there and go play well so we can keep doing this. Um, and, you know, I mean, he certainly understands that. Um, but that that's something that we did, and I thought it was really good for us. I know it gave you a, a level of comfort um, with knowing that, hey, if something happens to the, to the starter, who was Nunez at the time, well, you know, Levi's been playing and played really well, so we'll be fine. And I think there's some value in that for sure. Um, even with a guy like Ben who you feel like is ready to play, um, let's say you fast forward, you know, six weeks, and, and unfortunately, you know, I mean, obviously never wants to happen, but something happens to Chandler. Well, you know, Ben hasn't played in, in six weeks, and he's just been at practice just kind of, you know, watching games. Well, you know, you haven't done a lot to help him have go out there and have success. So, um, I, I just think it's it's the best thing to do all the way around. I think it's certainly the the best thing to do in our situation with the quarterbacks that we have, and I think for our team, it's the best thing to ensure that hey, you know, it's a long season. You know, if if something unfortunate happens, we'll still be in good position because we'll have a guy who's gotten some game experience in there. Final football question for you, Coach Michael Desimo, our guest. How would you describe your philosophy as a play caller? Um. Whatever it takes to win, um, you know, we kind of we, we've talked about it, you know, as a staff and, you know, we offensive goals and things like that game to game. And, uh, you know, they talk about, you know, some people try to, you know, set goals where that would put them in the top 10 in the country and whatever scoring rush, you know, rushing yards per per game, per average per carry, whatever the case is. You know, and I told him, I, like, I really don't care anything about being a top 10 in anything statistically. I just want to be in the top 10 in the country as a team. And I don't care if that means that, you know, we score, you know, 21 points a game and our defense plays lights out and that's the way we win. I don't, I don't, I don't, that does not matter to me. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not a stats guy. I'm, I'm about winning. And uh, that's the most important thing to me. 
Um, you know, just in general, though, I, I think you have to mix it up, run and pass. I think you need to be able to throw out a run set and run out of pass sets, and I think you got to find a way to do that. And I think you have to, you know, in today's game, you got to call a lot of RPOs and you got to live with the quarterback throwing some of them. That sometimes, you know, you say, oh, you know, you know, third and one. It's like, well, you know, that's why you tag the RPOs on there, and that leads to explosive plays. And when you will throw it on rundowns and run it on passing downs, and you you got the defense a little bit on their heels, and I think that's the name of the game. Um, so. You know, for us, it's going to be to mix it up. We've got a lot of good players here. We want to distribute the ball, get the ball to them in space, and let them go out there and go make plays. Um, I think our job as coaches, uh, it's not to it's not to, to scheme all these things up. It, it's, to, it's to put our players in position and make plays. It's, you give the quarterback a set of parameters and standards that he needs to play within. You say, all right, these are the rules. It's black and white. If this, then this you distribute the ball where it needs to go. And from there, the players have to play. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited about watching our team go out there on offense and on defense to go play because I know as, as a staff, um, you know, my staff has worked really hard to put our kids in position to go out there and have success. And our players have worked really hard to have that success. So I'm just excited on Saturday to go see it in action. Um, it's been a long off season, um, you know, and, uh, I think we're just ready to go out there and go walk down that tunnel and come out and just get back to business and doing what we do. This Saturday, the Herbert Hyman Football Classic, the season opener at home, Louisiana versus Southeastern, 6 o'clock kickoff at Cajun Field. Our pregame show starts at 4. Coach, uh, final question, not a football question. You mentioned that one thing Coach Napier did that you wanted to continue was that on Monday night's there's a uh, an hour and a half set aside for the coaching staff to have family dinner so they can go be with their mm-hmm. family. Now, tonight, you're eating at Pete's, right? You you got Louisiana Athletics Live. It's going to be great. Everybody go check it out. Uh, Jay Walker sits down with Coach. Uh, students, tell UL students, $5 little Pete's for all UL students with a valid ID. Um, but uh, live at Pete's tonight, we'll be on the air with it as well, 6 to 7 here on 103.3 and 4, ESPN 1420. But... Let's say uh, it's it's not a Louisiana Athletics Live week, right? It's a Monday where you do get to go home and you're having family dinner. What's Coach Desimo's favorite menu? Maybe not like, look, it's my last meal. It's all about me, but like family dinner. What's the what? What, would, what do you want on the menu? Cool man. So usually I, I let the kids pick, um, and Thomas and Elle they'll usually pick something, but. Um, Golly, we've done all kind of different things. So a lot of times we'll stay right here around the stadium, you know, just proximity. So we have more time together and less travel time, all that. Um, but man, we, we've done, we've done Dino's many times, which is always good right there. Uh, twins. Um, we've gone shoot one night. They wanted to go bowling. So we went to the bowl alley across the street and ate at the bowling alley. Oh yeah. It, there's always, there's, there's all, I mean, when I tell you, you, you can't, you can't, you can't call it. I, you never know what's going to come out. Uh, out of their mouth. So there's, there's always something that's always interesting. I mean, we do agave across the street. We, we've done about anything within about two or three miles radius from here. Um, we've done it. It's, uh, it's gotten a little bit more difficult to do it. Just, you know, the kids are getting older and they're into sports and stuff now. So a lot of times my, my Monday night dinner would be going to watch one of them practice. Um, you know, and I just go watch their practice until I have to come back and, you know, that's, that's a pretty cool thing too. Obviously we, we miss a lot of that stuff. So, 
you know, getting to go over there and go see it always, uh, I, I don't mind that, you know, spending my off time that way. That always makes it, uh, makes it fun, you know. I, I remember those days when I was a kid, so to get to see it and see them living it makes it fun. You know what, man? Family, football, faith, that's kind of, I know how important that was to, to Coach Napier. I know how important it is to you. And I know that's just an important staple of, of UL football. When you guys talk about culture, I mean, that's a big part of it. And it's, you never want to be one of those coaches that's like, you better be sleeping here, you know, and tell your family you'll see them in the offseason. That's, that's just not how you guys operate. It never will be. No, definitely not. There's, uh, there's more to life, you know. I guess maybe I shouldn't say when you're the head coach, but there's a whole lot more to life than just winning football games and just coaching football. And if all of if all that our kids ever learned from us is how to win football games, then we've we've certainly failed them in our jobs. And um, you know, we we've got a good balance over here, and I think that's something that we're definitely going to continue to have. No doubt. Five days, ten hours, nineteen minutes away from kickoff, coach. I'll let you get to it. I look forward to talking to you each Monday. I know you and I have had a lot of chats from uh, last December to now, but looking forward to, to being able to talk to you after a game and, and breaking it down a little bit and getting your perspective on everything. But as always, we appreciate the time, all the best, and uh, we'll let you get back to work. Scott, thanks so much, man. You got it. That is Louisiana Raging Cajun head coach Michael Desimo. You've got um, it, it, the first Louisiana Athletics Live is tonight. A lot of you just call it the coaches show, and that's fine, you know more commonly referred to as the coaches show. But uh, you got it tonight over at Pete, 6 o'clock. And, you know, it's not uh, it's not every single week, but you've got a number of coaches shows um, tonight. You have Monday, September 12th, September 26th, October 17th, November 14th. So mark it down and uh, go out, talk to coach, get ready for the for the season. When we come back, 